in space, no one can hear you scream. Unless you yell Khan really, really loudly. Jamie? Yeah. Let's go watch Star Trek II, The Wrath of Khan. Welcome to another episode of Good Times Great Movies. We're an 80s movie podcast where every two weeks we watch a different movie from the 80s and then we, I'm going to say like, you know, have fun at the movie's expense. I think that's a fair way to say it. We dance with the movie. We do our own dance. We dance with the movie. And I Mm -hmm. guess maybe the reason why I'm being so tentative is I know a lot of people like this movie. (laughs) I know a lot of people like this movie. So you know what? If you were searching iTunes or your podcast player and you just typed in Wrath of Khan and you went, hey, I wonder what this podcast has to say about it. Just know that our deal is we make fun of movies. (laughs) We might not be as scholarly and serious as you'd like us to be about this epic in I think in the chain of of Star Trek movies this is a fans like it for sure I was paying careful attention to see to what see the, what, it what was. the hype was about yeah uh, I don't want to spoil your review but did you get to the end like me and go what <laughs> No, okay. I think we'll. All I right. think we'll I, I think we, we might. Let's not move ahead. We often spoil it, and who knows? In the next five minutes, we might. But I'm gonna try to be tight-lipped. Right, exactly. Mm-hmm. But uh, you know what? It's cool if you like a movie. That's what I'm gonna say to start. Okay, there you go. <laughs> anyway, my name's Doug McCambridge, and I'm here as always with Jamie Lorello with uh, elfish ears. Should I say your ears are very pointy? I don't know. Should we yeah. call that elfish or Vulcanish ears? It's Vulcanish. Okay. It's Vulcanish. Right. Yeah, it's the same basic. And look. very high brow. My <laughs> eyebrows just like to, because let's be honest, Chrissy Alley didn't have those same eyebrows no. that Spock did. Nope. But she did work her own brow in a in a what like she had that one arch. It she would seemed do. like she was doing so much work, and yeah. I was like, why didn't you just let them give you the makeup? Like, why didn't you just let them put them? On, I don't know if that was in her contract or what was happening there, but Vulcans constantly look surprised and shocked by everything that's happening around them. Yeah, and for yeah. A like race, they've had Botox. <laughs> and for a race that is very logical, I think that's an interesting look for them. <laughs> but yeah, I do have my ears on. I hope I hope you're exposing your manly cleavage. <laughs> Listen, for a man who was. Oh, man, I looked it up. I think he was 60 years old. Wow. I Looking sharp. saw that chest, and I was like, that that's like life goals for anybody that over was incredible. the age of 30. That was incredible. He had on this blue scarf for when we first meet him, and you don't really see that. And as soon as he removed that scarf, I was literally like, wow. Yeah. That is, that's got to be a prosthetic breast. 
there, but I don't think it is. That's I what think I was thinking. <laughs> Just like a rubbery <laughs> or plasticky kind of chest that he was wearing for this. Yeah, but some sort no. of enhancement. I, I couldn't imagine the rest of the cast when he showed up being like, oh my God, <laughs> look at the shape this guy's in. I'm like 44 and I cannot believe this guy looks this way. I know, I know. But he was yeah. the leader of... I don't know, similarly dressed sand people, let's say. Yeah, they all had. And not to say to sand people in a derogatory term. Oh, no, 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 no. Right. Meaning they were living amongst the sand. Yeah. Or the, the Dunes, hotness. The, the hotness. <laughs> <laughs> Rather than go with sand, something we see, hotness is a better way to describe the environment. <laughs> I'm, I'm just that there's so much happening in this movie and it's important to know if you have not taken this podcast journey with us mm -hmm. if you go back in time we did review star trek 4 yeah this is very different than star trek 4 possibly not the best jumping off point and i mm, do not yeah. even remember why we did that earth day was it an earth day, earth pick? day. i think it was an earth okay. day pick. all right yeah. so really as I said at the top before we started recording, or maybe when we were recording for patrons, now I can't remember, um, I had watched the original series, and I mm -hmm. basically caught snippets of the movie and a little bit of um, Star Trek The Next Generation. Your entire Star Trek history is through watching Star Trek Four for this podcast. Yes. <laughs> Accurate. Accurate. Okay. Yeah. So you're going to get some perspectives here. Yeah. Well, like I know, for instance, um, well, I don't want to ruin the ending, but most people know what happens at the end of this sad tale. But I knew it wasn't the end for Mr. Spock because he was saving whales in a couple of yeah. more movies over. So, um, And also at the beginning of four... And let's just talk about four. Like, let's talk about those let's Brooklyn just, just rehash those it. Brooklyn garbage men at the beginning who were in San Francisco oh. for some reason. Um, yeah, yeah. But at the beginning of four, weren't they on, I'm going to say, the planet Vulcan? And they were like, hey, Spock, what's up? We haven't seen you in a long time. Hey, you want to help us save whales? So that makes me think that the third movie is literally them trying to find Spock. Because yes, it is it called is. The Search for Spock. But yes. it's almost like they just met him at the beginning of the fourth movie. So I don't really know what happens in the third one. Well, I think they must have uncovered him in the third one. I think that they go to find him because he's obviously not really dead. He's being almost reborn, if you will. He looked into this fine at the end. At the end of this, I was like, are you sure he's dying? Fine. Sure he's he had okay? all those boils on his head. He could have recovered from that. I'm sure he would have been okay. He was very weak. And then he was in that chamber thing, and there was a lot of radiation, I was told, in there. So, Or we were You told were told that? Did, you, did yeah. you? Did you have someone behind the scenes in your house, and they were like, at this scene? Were you watching it with the audio commentary? <laughs> no, but I did sometimes check, because again, being unfamiliar with the Star Trek, sure. sometimes the planets, the ships, the way they were maneuvering around, it, 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 it can all get lost in translation, so to speak. Right. So sometimes I would check on that Amazon thing. But that kind of gives you, it's cool, where it tells you, like, what's happening in the scene. Oh, or, where it tells you, like, a, who's in it and stuff like that. Yeah, it little yeah. pictures at the bottom. Yes. Yeah, but sometimes I use that to just help guide me. Sometimes that bothers I wanted, me because I feel like it's on a delay because I'll hit pause 
and it'll say people, oh. but they're not the people that are in the scene. Yeah, the that I were noted in the previous that scene or something. Yeah. So while it's helpful at times, and and I enjoy it honestly, it can be a bit distracting. So we're not There's big fans feature. of the way Amazon does that, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's a review of Star Trek Two, everybody. We'll see you in two weeks. This movie and and movies for this podcast, we watch a movie every two weeks, which you would think two movies a month. That's not a chore or it shouldn't be. Mm. But you kind of laughed at me or rolled your eyes. I think it was last time we did a podcast where you brought up Girls Just Want to Have Fun. And I did not oh, remember yeah. that movie. Which Yeah, you had no recollection. That was like five years ago. This yeah. movie, five days later, I'm having a real hard time remembering what happened. Well, I'm going to chalk it up to your busy guy. And... Yeah, I'm going to chalk it up to the movie and the fact that this was a movie that dared me to pay attention. Like, constantly was like, you've fallen asleep. You've fallen asleep. Huh? Really? <laughs> okay. With all this, with all this dramatics. I am that so was being excited to talk about this you. now. Wow. All right. All right. Well, let's, I'm going to do my best. Now, you, you always say I, when I walk us through that I walk us through, but you do a good job guiding. And I'm sure that once I start. You're going to just pick up and you'll know where you are. I'll you jump in every every Kirstie Alley scene. I'll jump in because I was on board. She's there. Adorable with those little Vulcan ears and those high eyebrows of hers. Did you think um, just the way that this movie starts? And I did not really do much research into this, but I did. Mm. I did enough research to know that um, uh, Shatner wasn't crazy about doing this movie because he was like, I'm really old. Like, I should not be doing these movies anymore. This movie felt to me like a passing of the torch. Like, they were like, okay, now this is going to be Kirstie Alley's thing after this movie. Did you feel that way, or was it just me from the f- from the first with the simulation and everything? Oh, I and guess the fact in the that beginning, she was just yes. there the whole yes, time. Yes, in the very beginning. But her, too. I, I see what you're saying, where you feel like it's now it's like the new generation, oh, so to speak. Um, listen, I don't bring props to our podcast at all. But I brought a prop today because, Jamie, as Captain oh. Kirk, I'm getting a little bit older. So I'm just going to put you these on You got your glasses. <laughs> I feel like it's oh, about wait. time. Are those your actual glasses? These are my actual glasses. I had to get them for driving at night. And also, they really help with... I watch a lot of foreign films, and I didn't realize how squinty I had to be reading the well, look <laughs> subtitles. At you. And they help so much. <laughs> I could wow! They look very smart on you. I like. Well, them. thanks. I mean, I, I understand that a podcast is a visual medium, and this was the perfect thing to bring to this episode. <laughs> yeah. Everyone, just I think know I'm too. That he yeah, it. I'm too close to the screen, so that was just a visual gag. They are not just helping for me, me. Well, on the computer, thanks. right? Well, I you thought it was a passing of the torch. I thought it was sort of, uh, and again, this is not having a full background mm-hmm. on Captain Jim Kirk. Um, <laughs> But uh, I thought it was like a midlife crisis for him. Like sure. he was in this phase of his life and and that, you know, um, should he retire? I don't know. He's been on so many missions, you know. But uh, passing of the torch, I could see what I what threw me off, though, was because, again, Kirstie Alley wasn't saving whales when we saw that oh. one. So I knew that she <laughs> wasn't really hold on for the long run. You were just like, maybe she died in the third yeah. one. I don't know. Because yeah. <laughs> she doesn't make it to the whales. <laughs> I knew that much. But yeah, so we start out. Well, our credits are all just 
just space credits, right? Lengthy There's nothing really, yeah. Spacey, There's nothing right. exciting, which there I could see you being like, what are we getting ourselves into? Well, after you watch Staying Alive credits, which are just neon and they're exploding in your face, <laughs> this was a bit of a letdown. Yeah, yeah. You're a little bit like, and if you're sleepies. So she is a, a not a Spockian, a Vulcan. It's uh -huh. the 23rd century to give us some time and space, That's right? That's what they say. That's yeah. what they say on there. Um, and <clears throat> she is she is the new captain, I guess. She's running the ship. She's going to save a ship that's in this other vortex, we'll say. Again, I'm sorry. You're, I'm not listen, good with the lingo. Listen, you are doing as good a job as I would do if I were in your position. They're under attack, and she goes in to save them, but then it, it turns out that they get attacked. Anyway, all of this, and, and everyone just, the, the, they get attacked, and everyone around her, all of her little comrades, which are... Like, Captain Kirk's not there, but who's there? Sulu's there, and... Uh, Everybody else, uh, all our main players. Ohura is the there. Like, it, it seems like these main players, and this is one of the weird things is I'm just like, haven't they put in their time? Like, like aren't they experienced enough to not run these simulation games? Like, Well, that's... Right. Do, don't they have things better to do with their time? Like, shouldn't they be to the point or to the rank where they don't have to do this. And they bring in a bunch of rookies to do this with her. And that's why it's such a huge mess. But I love how she's giving orders. And even Sulu is like, okay, I know how this yeah. is going to turn out. But I'll push that button if you don't yeah. want me yes. to. Yes, yes, he is. This is really funny. But it's all, like you said, it's all a simulation. And you kind of know that. Like, they even, like, uh, Spock is laying there like, oh, ooh, I'm dead. Um, and, it, and he's not. <laughs> Yeah, I love how at the beginning of Star Trek 2, they want you to think that everyone died, I yeah. guess. And you're not fooling a single person watching. No, no. But I guess that was part of it. I was reading that, too, that that was part of it, too, while filming. They were trying to be very private about the fact that Spock died. Like, I think even when they oh, filmed that sure. scene, nobody was was on set. It was like a quiet set or a lockdown set or something. Because fans were very upset that... Spock was being killed off. So I like think to think that everyone was like, either Spock is dying or this is a weird nude scene between him <laughs> and, and Shatner right now. Yeah, no what's really going down? Right. What's really going down? We need yeah. to know. This could be the craziest ending to a Star Trek movie ever. How crazy would that be if the two of them were just like making naked love and if, and know. also, not even that, but if just at the end they were like, hey, good job, and just started passionately making out and we cut to credits. Oh. <laughs> and then you know that's more the, the, like, I love you as a friend, and in Vulcan, friend means intimate. Right. Yeah. <laughs> well, they don't know the meaning of the word friend. <laughs> <laughs> oh, their, man. their lines are very blurred. Well, let's see. So uh, Kirk now does come on board and he is um he wants this youth like you said like a the passing of the torch he wants yeah. this youth on board he's excited in a way that these uh you know cuz the other crew members like you said are even though you're you said that you know they should be thinking of their own retirements they're kind of like why don't we just work with a with a crew with a seasoned crew Right. And he's kind of like, no, it's time to bring in the new blood. But also, I don't know. And, and again, we haven't watched Star Trek one and we'll never watch Star Trek one. because <laughs> I think it was 79. Oh, right. But also, like, I don't know why Chekhov is on a different ship. Like, I don't know if the, the end of 
the first movie was like, hey, guys, we all won the day or whatever. Now we go our separate ways. But it's weird that he's the only one that's not there. It, it seems like everyone else is still working together. I think he was sent Chekhov. on that mission because he was sent. He must have been sent away on that mission to go check okay. for for that doctor lady um, oh. who's doing Genesis or whatever. Yep. Um, okay, Genesis. That is what it's called. Yeah, the doctor lady on the doctor planet or the doctor where yeah. they are just yeah. with a bunch of doctors going like, this military shit is terrible. We hate everyone. We're doctors. They need to listen. to I us. like their lab coats too. Like their outfits kind of peek out. Like their lab coats are yep. like lab vests. But yes, I think that's why Chekhov isn't there is because he was sent on that mission. And maybe that's summarized in the but first I don't one. Even I don't think know. They weren't sent to find the doctors. They He was just on a different ship with the black guy who was like the commander of that ship. And mm -hmm. they were sent out to just find an old colony, I thought. I thought they were supposed to find a land with nothing on it. I thought Already. that was... Folks, yeah. we're like a minute into this movie and we don't know what's happening. Confusion. We Even in the beginning, is this a simulation or is this real? No, we got that covered that they're really all Oh, we simulation. knew that, yeah. I yeah. knew that immediately, but now we're just not sure why anybody's doing what they're doing. Well, I do know this. I do know this is, was very clear to me. It is, um, it is Captain Kirk's birthday. So people yep. are giving him gifts like um, sure are. McCoy, who they also call Bones, right? The the doctor guy. So there's a doctor lady and then there's a doctor guy. Bones is the doctor guy. Um, he goes over to Kirk, Captain Kirk's house. Um, this fancy little <laughs> modern, oh, his fancy little modern apartment overlooking San Francisco. Wait. Okay, hold on. <laughs> First of all, I understand you're joking, but... Are they still all in this ship together? Like, is this just his room in this ship? Or is the ship docked somewhere and this is like a hangout area, like a little where, space city I think where they this hang is out? space city. Okay. I think. I think, I think this right. is his little apartment that he goes... Because um, he even says, like, I just want to go home. I think he says that... that um, you know that anybody who subscribed to this podcast to hear us talk about Star Trek is they're pulling their hair out of their heads. They're right pulling now. their hair out of their heads. And we probably missed something very titular already mm -hmm. that has happened. And they're like, yeah. how could they not titular? have mentioned that? <laughs> something titular. It's not until he yells con that it's really titular. <laughs> <laughs> I like to think that Kirstie Alley started this by going, we're going on some sort of Star Trek. <laughs> Two? <laughs> yeah, everyone's hitting on subscribe. They're giving us one stars. They're so happy we're doing this. <laughs> oh, anyway, so it's Kirk's birthday, Captain Kirk's birthday. Um, earlier, Spock gave him a book, a little exchange, a tale of two cities, a um, little book <laughs> gift. It's a Vulcan it's a gift. I love this only because I have a, and I think I texted you about this for some reason. I was listening back to one of our old episodes and I had, I don't know why in that episode, but I had told you the entire plot of an episode of Full House. Uh, yeah, I remember. Yeah. And I thought it was hilarious when I was watching this because in this movie, William Shatner reads the first line of A Tale of Two Cities. And at the end of the movie, he reads the last line in the book. And there's an episode of Full House oh where Uncle Jesse is trying to impress Becky. I guess this is before they were together. Uh -huh. 
So he wants to seem smart. So he's like, all right, A Tale of Two Cities. I'll read this. And he goes, this is a long book. Maybe I'll just read the first line and the last line and understand it. He does the same thing as William Shatner. So you're telling me Uncle Jesse and Captain Kirk, similar. I could see him playing his son in one of these okay. movies. I think that would be makes fun. Sense. That would be fun. Yeah, well, he does have right, a son. Sorry. Really, no, that's okay. I really, threw us, I, I, I really threw us into bad 80s sitcoms very early in this yeah, podcast. Yeah, it's something you're good at, though, and I'm proud of you for it. <laughs> Mostly. I don't know that I've ever brought up Perfect Strangers, but just wait, everybody, I'm, someday. I'm excited. I mean, Vulcans, right. Balkans, aren't they similar enough? Can't we just... Right. <laughs> Oh, man. All right, so Kirk's birthday gets a tale of two cities. Mm-hmm. He also gets bones, brings him some bluish cocktail to drink, and a pair of glasses. Because as he's getting aged, as you did a lovely simulation yourself, uh-huh. it wasn't a simulation because they were actual glasses you put on your face, right. but um, <laughs> some, some glasses as he's aging. And uh, and yeah, they. That's a rude. That's a rude gift, though, right? Like that is not a. Not if you're a doctor. Not if you're the ship's doctor. He even says, like, you know, oh, it's about right. the time okay. that yes. you know this is going to happen for you. So um, yeah. So and they have a whole conversation about aging and mm. and mm-hmm. what that. So again, this this made me think, like, oh, okay, this is this is going to be Captain Kirk's, like, you know, little breakdown, maybe because he's. You know. Breakdown or rebirth, like a little maybe bit it of both. starts that's how, as a that's how breakdown. Happens. Right? Yes, break that's how. Yeah, that's how midlife crises happen. If exactly. you're lucky, is that you make it through and you accept what's exactly. happening. And then even if your friend has to die, it's okay. It helps you to see life in a new way. Um, right? Exactly. Yeah, our, I like to think that Spock gave his life just so Captain Kirk could be like, you know what? Things aren't so bad for me. Yeah, he knew what he had to do for his friend, and he knew where he wasn't going, and that he wasn't uh-huh. really going, going. Um, anyway, you had mentioned Chekhov. After after we celebrate Kirk's birthday and we realize, or Jim, I mean, at first I was confused again. I apologize. I knew Captain Kirk as Captain Kirk, and when Bones is calling him Jim, I'm like, wait, who's Jim? But then yeah. I realize he's James Kirk and I apologize. I'm sure that's a terrible thing as a Star Trek that's fan okay. not to know. First of all, we should stop apologizing now because anybody that was listening for that reason is gone at this point. So I don't think there's well, any reason they to might, apologize Hold anymore. on, hold on, because they might have hope. In, oh, in, okay. In. Yeah, no, um, Bones, and I, I forget what their history is. Maybe these, maybe they're the two that have known each other the longest, but he's very it's, casual with him. They're pretty In a tight. way that yeah. nobody else is. No, yeah. they're clearly pretty Nobody tight. else calls him Jim or James. Like, he is captain to, I think, everyone else yeah. on this ship. Yeah. But it, but you need that. Like, you need it because it humanizes him. Yeah. Like, you know, I, I think that it's important to have somebody that he's really close to rather than everybody look at him as some authority figure, which he kind of is, but... I don't want to say never acts like, but he's not a hard ass. He seems like kind of a cool he's guy. Kind to of work casual, for. yeah. He's kind of a casual guy to work for. Yeah. You had mentioned Chekhov going away and being on another assignment with this Terrell guy, and they're sent to this windy, hot planet. Supposedly right, a planet full of sand and hotness, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, but beforehand, they are talking to these blonde doctors. Yes. About this Genesis device. Mm-hmm. So I think we need to talk about what the Genesis device is because Dude. it is apparently the whole point of this movie. So 
it's a device that you can zap a planet with mm-hmm. and it will like re-terraform the planet. Meaning, you know, some dead moon or something, it'll suddenly bring life, life and there. trees. And mm-hmm. It basically turns things into a rainforest is kind of mm-hmm. what I mm-hmm. got from it. But in doing so, it will destroy anything that is on that planet already. Yeah, you got to use it wisely and carefully, mind you. <laughs> right. The doctors yes. know this, but Chekhov's captain is arguing with them or something for some reason. But they do go to a sandstorm planet, as you said, and they mm-hmm. like go to an old abandoned like house or it's ship like a or cargo something. cavern. They say it's the car- cargo cabin. So it's like the inside of like a like a cargo carrier or something. It's not very fancy or big, and they right. It's they, like a big storage unit, yeah, basically. Yeah, and they go in, and they um, looks like there's no survivors, but there's some pretty fresh materials there. Like someone had been playing checkers. There's <laughs> a good selection of books there, and mm-hmm. then Chekhov sees the name Botany Bay, and he freaks right. out. Oh no! We need to yeah. get out of here. We need to go really fast. Well, guess what? They're not quite fast enough. They're they not fast right. enough because there's like 40 people. They yeah. turn around and the place is packed. They're, I don't know where these guys were hiding. Yeah, these guys, well, because it was so windy and hot there. And didn't they just... Um, they were like five feet away, but with the sand, you couldn't you even couldn't see. You couldn't even see. Exactly. There. Visibility was low. Although, didn't they have little zappy things like boop, 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 like metal detectors? I don't know. This movie, I the thing know. that shocked me about this movie is this is from 1982. 82? Yeah, pretty early 80s. And I know we are not supposed to compare Star Trek and Star Wars, but Star Wars came out in 77. The second movie came out in 1980. The third movie came out the year after this. And the outfits in this are terrible compared to Star Wars. The effects are total garbage. Like, I could not imagine seeing Star Wars and being like, oh, my God, there's a second Star Trek movie and going there and being amazed by any of this or interested in any of this. It's so, like, lo-fi and... And as I told you earlier, that's why I liked the old series, because it was kind of goofy and silly. But there wasn't much to compare it to then. And I just wonder if this was... I don't think it was a letdown, because people love it. But to me, I was just like, how do you how do you look at, like, Jabba the Hutt? And you're like, well, we have Ricardo Montalban. And just people in, like, various vests. And I guess those are the different species on other planets it's really weird i i think it's because you don't you don't need all that you don't need all that showmanship here in okay in the star trek as you do in a star wars perhaps it's just the, it's the difference between a war and a trek yeah okay. <laughs> <laughs> essentially yeah Exactly. Yeah. Oh, I did write down Ricardo Montalban was 61 years old. Oh, you did write. So you said 60. This. Yeah. Well, he looks he, fantastic. And he is ripped. He is yeah. ripped. That head of gray hair. He looks Those bangs. fantastic. Those in this bangs. Movie. That oh whole flowy God. look that is. I think that's what I wrote down as soon as he. First of all, I said, Khan, those bangs, my God. Um, he does say, as a character, he is the product of genetic engineering, which I guess yes. is why he looks so good. Um, well, they say he's over 200 years old. Yeah, he's been around for a minute. Um, and uh, <laughs> his battle with, uh, or his beef, I should say, with um, 
with Kirk is actually 15 years old. Kirk says that at one point. Like, yeah, it was like 15 years ago that I did that yeah. to that guy. And it's there all was apparently back. an episode of the original series that he was in that they're referencing, I guess. I, I don't remember it. I guess but, that's the um, other fun thing about true it's fans. It's nice to bring is, that back. Yeah, yeah. It's cool for them to see all that. Um, but yeah, he shows up with this crew of blondies that I think one <laughs> of them might have some lines. And I think is that one guy his son? I don't know. I don't know. He mentions how his wife was killed and a whole bunch of his people. Supposedly, uh, and again, it's beautiful. Khan catches us up on this because uh, uh, Chekhov instantly recognizes him. It's Khan. Oh, shit. And Terrell's like, who is this guy? What are we? What's this? Mm -hmm. And he doesn't know the story. So Khan's version of the story is Admiral Kirk before he was, or, oh, he is an admiral now. He's gotten a boost from right. being captain, right? He sent 70 of them to exile, to, to this uh, this planet to be exiled and left them. And uh, it's only because of his genetic engineering that he helped them survive, but many of them right. did not survive. And obviously, Khan's a little upset by this and still I has a lot of resentment. Of course. Right. Now... Uh, Chekhov is quick to say, like, no, it was you are the bad guy. You were trying to steal Kirk's ship, and you tried to kill him, so you were really the problem, Khan. And then, I love this, like you said, their suits are really weird, and Chekhov and Terrell have these certain <laughs> suits that they have to wear when they're in this hot <laughs> land, and part of part of their suit is, like, this handle right in the chest. Yep, it's just a plastic <laughs> handle so you can pull someone toward you if you need to. Which is what which is what Khan does. Khan just lifts Chekhov by the neatly placed <laughs> handle and kind of threatens him, and Chekhov is like, oh, okay. And that's when, then soon we get that big reveal of the Chekhov. We had mentioned this, how... Um, Khan has on this scarf because they're all sort of dressed like these desert mm -hmm. people. But then Khan, big reveal, scarf comes off and we see this. Cleavage, it won't quit from the 61-year-old man. Yeah, it's insane. A but buff 61-year-old wow, man. Wow. And also at this time, he's talking, like, his whole purpose in this movie is just choose scenery. Just go. Just go off on these huge monologues, raise your voice to a scream, lower it to a whisper, all in the yeah. same scene. Like, he is having so much fun in this movie. Oh, yeah. But he also has, like, a little puppet monster. It's like this little tiny, like, worm monster oh, thing. Oh, yes, yes. They, they in, a, in a plastic container. Yes. It's almost like, like a gerbil, like in with a bunch of wood chips or whatever. Right. And he starts to talk to him about how, like, it has babies and they can burrow in people's heads, which then makes them susceptible to suggestion, but eventually just kills you. Yeah, eventually just drives you crazy. Mm -hmm. And it's this, it's this like little, like you said, kind of like almost like a Muppet of something, like a caterpillar yeah. Muppet thing. Mm -hmm. and caterpillar Muppet. <laughs> yeah. He goes into it and takes out these little, I guess it's the babies. It looks like these little insects out of it. Must have. I know we watched Star Trek some growing up. It was on at times in my house. It wasn't like one sure. of the like, you know, Star Trek night. Um, but I remember vividly, and I don't know if this was in the show or maybe I did see the movie when I was a kid. I remember these little earbugs that go oh. and crawl into their ears. And like the scene when the one falls out of um, Chekhov's ear, 
I remember that because I remember thinking, getting creeped out about the idea of bugs being able to crawl in your ear like that. Ugh, ugh, ugh. So it's yeah, it's a terrifying idea. And so you probably did see this at one point, or just see that scene and go, uh, uh-uh, uh, yeah, mm, not Star for Trek's me. Not for yeah, me. no, no. Nope. There's no dogs. We're not following a train. I don't want to watch it. Nope. <laughs> You're just rocking in the corner. Natty again. Natty again. Natty again. Natty again. <laughs> so yeah, so he puts their little space helmets on, but he shoves, he drops yes. in these worms, and these worms immediately go for their ears. Like they know what to do. Yeah, they gotta and go so into they the canal. Burrow into their ears, and now basically he has control over them. Yes. Now we're back on are we back on like the main ship? Are we back on Kirk's We're ship? docking into the Enterprise now, which is the bigger ship. So that's where I'm confused. So there's all these the main ship is the Enterprise, right? Yes. But that's not the ship that the, we did the simulation on. Oh it wasn't? I didn't okay. think so, but maybe it I is. Don't know. Everything looks the same. Even when Ricardo Montalban is on a ship, I was like, are they are just they using the same, same set? <laughs> like, it's just, they hung a different cat poster on the wall. Like, <laughs> different place now. <laughs> Nobody's going to know. I feel like they go back to the Enterprise, but I could be wrong about that. Sure. I do I mean, know. They're, on the, they're on the Enterprise for this Movie. movie, so I guess yes. that's where they are going yes. now. Yes, um, but the the students are at the Enterprise. There's this this bevy of students there that Kirk is going to now kind of meet. But you're right. You said this earlier. He's a very laid back Captain Admiral. He's not a hard ass. He like walks down the line, and this would be the the scene in a military movie where the guy screams at them yes. and like yells at someone for chewing gum. And he's like, he gets there and is like, I don't know their names. I don't care. I gotta yeah. go. Yeah. <laughs> like he, he, a... he doesn't even get through the whole, so they're coming back on to the enterprise and he's meant to kind of do a check of everything, do a ship check. And even bones is like, right. you only got halfway through. And I think he's like, She's like, yeah, no, I think I'm good for now. <laughs> like, psh, whatever. Yeah. I'm an admiral or a like captain he, or whatever I am now. Who cares? He literally mouths to him later when he's, yeah. <laughs> when he's like, later. are you going to finish the, he meets. Later. Yeah. I got shit to do. I got my I gotta new glasses. I got to go read some Tale of Two Cities. <laughs> Did you see how thick this book is? <laughs> if Uncle Jesse couldn't handle it, how can I? <laughs> I got to get to my quarters, man. Oh, man. <laughs> oh. oh, yeah, because then, okay, so he. And also Leonard Nimoy, and I'll call him Nimoy and I'll call him Spock through this. I guess it's just because he and Kirstie Alley are like the same race. Yeah. Like he doesn't have a thing with her. Right? No, no, her, no. Right. No. Like they're no. just, but they're constantly talking, but I guess that's why is because they understand each other and they're very logical. Cause even after he leaves, she's like, Hey, what's his deal? And, oh, and she says it know, in Vulcan when they talk to each other. A bit right. In Vulcan. Yeah. 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 So they have they have a nice little yeah because they're know, from the they're like kin so they have a nice little connection right? right yes and I guess we don't see any other Vulcans like everybody else in here's a human right yeah I, like everybody else in this movie this space movie is human right I, like I don't know what Ricardo Montalban is but well he's genetically engineered he genetically says that. modified yeah. human I think. yeah 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 I. I space humans though, so a little bit different. Wait, what? There's, what are you talking about? You space said they're humans, <laughs> but they're space humans. They're Star Trek humans. 
They're not yeah, humans they're that human. live on Earth. They're humans that float they, around in space. Well, I think, okay. <laughs> but I think, listen, if we trace their ancestry back, it would be Earth. Most of them, yes. Except for Leonard Nimoy and Kirstie Alley. Yeah. Now we're back with the blonde doctors, and I love how they get a call from, like, a zombie checkoff. Oh, yeah. He's like, hi, I'm just calling to tell you. <laughs> Hello. I just talked to you earlier, and we're going to dock, and it's totally cool. Don't worry about it. Everything's <laughs> fine. No questions will be answered. No, yeah, the Kirk ordered them to, to get Genesis right. to take Genesis. And she's like, what? And I love it. Later like, on, Kirk, he's like. He's totally cool. And this kid next to her is like, I hate him I, so much. I hate Kirk. She's like, all right, calm down. I have something to tell you later. You might kill yourself if you hear it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This guy's pretty important to you. She, I love it though, because she double checks. I mean, of course, she's going to call Captain Kirk and just make sure that that this was right. an order that he put in. And he's mm -hmm. literally like, "What the hell is Genesis? What are you talking about? <laughs> What's going on? <laughs> I haven't been paying attention to anything for apparently years." He's like, "Wait, now. let me put on my glasses. What did you say? Because <laughs> I don't know." Um, and I love how it's just like a bad cell signal too. Like it just gets cut off, and he's like. I don't know, whatever that was all about. I'll just hang well, yeah, that's it. So that's what happened. She sends a transmission to him or a message to him and is like, what are you doing with my Genesis? You know, how could you order it gone or whatever? And he's like, I don't know what you're talking about. But then her call drops. He's like, is are we bad. talking about the video game console wars <laughs> of the 90s? <laughs> What's going on now? Yeah, are you talking I'm a about Nintendo Phil guy Collins myself. band? What are we talking about? <laughs> right. Help me out. Uh. Um... But yeah, they, they need to figure this out, though, because he's like, listen, Carol right. called me and it's not good. She thinks I'm making orders that I'm not making. So help us out here. Right. Everybody notices Christy Alley's hair on the elevator. I don't know what that's all about. She wears what? her hair oh, down yeah. and they're all. How like... are you just <laughs> glossing over this part of the movie? Because Kirk stops the elevator like he stops the doors from opening so they can have a conversation. And she's wearing like a jujitsu gi. Like, I don't know what she was doing. And everybody comments on her hair like, is her, is your hair different? <laughs> it is, isn't it? And even as she leaves, then I think Bones gets in and goes. Is her hair different? Yeah. And Kirk goes, I didn't notice. Yeah. Like, what is this scene in this movie? And was she doing some sort of martial arts training? Well, earlier she was put in charge of getting the Enterprise out. Remember? She, he was oh, like, they're yeah, like, yeah, have yeah. you ever she done this before? She's like, no. They're like, well, go ahead. Lead us out. It would be like if I let my daughter like drive our car out of the driveway yeah. and it's like hey great job now i have to drive from now on because that's what babies do right <laughs> i imagine that's it was similar it was like all right can you parallel park this car no okay <laughs> we got it we got it um yeah so maybe that's maybe after she pulled the enterprise out she let her hair down a bit because she was feeling a little more cash a little more brave yep. everyone noticed and she's like forget this I, I don't know it's really funny though but as you're saying, then Kirk's like, we got to go check this out. Yes. Even with like a crew full of babies who haven't done anything yet. Yes. And he's like, we're, whatever. We're just, we're going to like a science depot. Who cares who's here? Well, I, a science depot. And whatever. You go to get your science stuff at the oh, science gotcha, depot. Oh, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Um, when Kirk goes to Spock, though, I love Spock's um, Vulcan honesty. Doesn't he look at him and he's like, you should have never taken the race. Like, you should have just stayed captain. Never been admiral. Like, yeah. it's what you're good at, and you need to just keep on it. And um, 
he he tells them that they you know they're friends. But anyway, now like you said, they have to take this crew, this ship of young trainees, off to figure out what is the issue with um, what is Genesis and what the hell's Doctor Carol calling about? What's what's going on here? This is also where we see, and I said it earlier, that Khan is now on basically the same ship. That I guess he took from Chekhov. Like, I guess he took it from Chekhov. What's it called? And that the re- captain. The re- what? What's the ship called? Oh, I don't know. I wrote it down. It's the Reliance. It's the Reliance. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it's the same style as the Enterprise, basically. And I was wondering, because I was like, he just brought all his own people on here, and they're, like, running this ship and everything. But there's, like, a whole crew down, like, I don't know, in the engine room and stuff. So... Is he just having that black guy like call them and be like, uh, yes, we're going to turn around now and just hit full thrusters? Or, but we never see anything like that. I, no, I don't is know it, is it, is it a whole crew? Whole ship. Is it a whole crew on that ship or was it just because of the mission it was? Was it just Chekhov and Terrell running I that ship? I couldn't imagine that a ship that size just has two people working it. You know what I mean? Mm, well, I don't know because you're right. We don't see the other crew. We just see... Khan's crew come and take over. It's not like it's just Kirk and Spock and they're like, let's get this going here. No, he has a whole team. And even what's his face? The other guy, the Scottish guy who's working down below mm-hmm. where Spock dies in the end. Like he's even got a whole crew with him. So Scotty. I'm assuming it's the same deal on this. Yeah, Scotty. <laughs> <laughs> you know, the Scottish guy, whatever his name is, whatever. <laughs> they make it so complicated. <laughs> Well, Khan, like you said, Khan and his crew, however they do it, they take over the Reliant ship. Right. And the crew is sort of like, listen, we got the ship. We can be free as we want. Why don't we? They're like trying to convince Khan, like, let's just go. You know, let's just go and be free. And Khan has got this vendetta against Kirk. And he's like, no, no, we're not. We are not free until I kick Kirk's ass, basically, until I kill him. That is always a villain's undoing. Did we forget Nighthawk? Single-minded. All he had to do was just leave. You don't have to go after Sly Stallone. <laughs> you don't. Because you know he's going to put on a wig and he's going to kill he's you. He's going to freak you the fuck out. So this is also around this time. And I don't know who's watching this. Maybe it's Kirk watching this, like, elementary school film strip about Project Oh, yeah. Genesis. He does this whole... He does. So he gets a video to learn about Genesis. Because, again, when she called and is like... What's going on with Genesis? He's like, what the hell is that? I don't know. <laughs> it's like, I guess I better find out what this so is So he does about. this did you, the retina scan thing that he's got to do to, like, be able <laughs> yeah. to access this video. It's like a terrible driver's license picture. It's like him. He's got a stare. Like, <laughs> seriously. Looks ridiculous. That's, again, like... With the epic scope of this movie, there are things like that, and sometimes with the costuming, where I'm like, whose job is this? What's happening here? Because this person did a terrible but job. But then you're right. He watches like some some like elementary school, ver- like an educational video that the doctor, lady doctor, made just just to give us about what Genesis is and what this device. She practically does. at the beginning of this video looks up and goes, "Oh hi, I yeah. didn't <laughs> see you there." <laughs> It's her proposal, I think. She videotaped her proposal. <laughs> and so this, this is great because it gives them insight. I think it's also important to mention that if you're, if you're aware of Star Trek and for some reason you haven't seen this movie, Uhura and um, what's his name? I can't think of his Sulu? name now on Howard Stern. Uh-huh. Sulu. 
Like, they are given nothing to do. Not enough. Like, nothing not at enough. all. I, I could not tell you a line that either of them says in this movie. Like, Bones is doing enough, and of course, Kirk and Spock are doing things, and even Scotty to a certain degree. But boy, those two minority characters are pushed so far in the background, I kind of forgot they were um, here. This is, I don't think this is their vehicle to shine, but perhaps their big helps in finding Spock in the third one. Um, Maybe. I mean, they certainly had a lot to do in the fourth one, too. Uh, there was a ton going on in that movie with each and every one yeah. of them. Yeah. So, so, you know, maybe this was their time of, of play yeah. land low-key. Yeah. I think Sulu flies a helicopter in that one, if yeah, I'm not mistaken. Yeah, I think he does. I think somehow he knows how to yeah. do that. Yeah. This is where the two ships gonna, find yes. each other. This I, is, pu- I yeah, put on this is the where road, they start to but do they're their... not on a road, obviously. They're in space. They're on a space <laughs> road, yeah, let's say. Yeah, that's what it's like. <laughs> And and they're seeing each other, and they don't yet realize that Khan is operating the Reliant, right? Right. Yes. Right. Not at first. No. Not it doesn't at take first. them too no. long to figure so it out. But they're seeing, and they're like, even Kirk's like, well, I don't know. It's the Reliant. Like, what what's going on? Like, let's just. And that's why I didn't understand because they're like, hey, we're we're asking them to like talk to us. We're putting yeah. out a little call. They're not answering, and that's when I was like. Don't you have control over the captain's brain because of that worm? Like, can't you get him to come on and be like, hey, Kirk, how is it going? Yeah. I'm your buddy, Brian, or whatever his name well, I is. Like it and totally trick them. But in doing nothing, they kind of tip Kirk off to be like, this is a real shady situation. Let's prepare for well, something. Well, it's Christie Alley, right? Because Christie Alley yeah. is constantly questioning some of Kirk's, like, she's just always on his toe, like, right on her toes, right on his whatever. And so she's oh, one like. Thing- Go ahead. One, sorry, one quick thing we did gloss over because it becomes important, question mark, at the end of this movie, is that the scenario that she was put in at the beginning, oh, that yes. she failed, is a no-win scenario. Yes. You can't win, no matter what you do. If you try and save them, you will die and they will die. If you don't save them, they will die. Like, you cannot beat this scenario. It must be like the end, like the last level of a video game that's impossible. She must have aced everything until this point and she just can't beat it. But you find out from Spock that you can't beat it. There's only been one person ever to beat it. And his name is Kirk. Right. But then we find out how Jim beat it. He explains that later because she asks. But but right now she is telling him, you know, if there's no communication from the ship, you you got to be a heads up. And I love it. Right. Spock kind of schools her and looks at her like, doesn't say this, but is essentially like, you watch your mouth, okay? When you're right. talking <laughs> to the cat. You watch your mouth, Missy. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, can, we, can we also, I know we were going to talk about their, their uh, uniforms. These comfy, cozy, almost like turtleneck uniforms that they're wearing. Oh, yeah. That, that feel <laughs> like it must be so cold in space. Like, it's so... Because they don't wear that in the show. Like, it's it's the same type of uniform, but without, without like, the cottonelle. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yes. And I just thought, I was like, this is so cute in a weird way, but it makes me think, like, it must be chilly on that ship, it's and they just have it to is. stay warm The somehow. AC is, is cranked up on that right. ship. Keeping them all them machineries operational, yeah. I guess. Um, oh, this is when they have the shields up battle because, like, they don't know. They're not communicating. Should we put our shields up? And they're, it's like, I don't know. They didn't put theirs. Then finally, Khan's people who are still like, we could just go. 
We don't even have to be here. We could just fly away. And we totally like carjack this yeah. ship. And guess how big the universe is? It's forever. It's infinite. We could, we could just get hang away. and just no one ever look for us. Yeah. But no. We don't have to live on a sand planet. We can find a planet that maybe has water or something and live there. Mm -hmm. But he won't do this no. because he wants, first of all, he wants to kill Kirk. Yes. Mm -hmm. But he also wants Genesis because he finds out about this. Well, once the he fake finds out, now he knows yes. not only can they escape, they can get to a land, a beautiful land that they make all their own. Um, so the, this, the, they avoid. Finally, um, I think that um, because at first Kirk is a little too trusting, he doesn't put his shields up in time, and the Enterprise does get take a hit. Um, at first, from the the Reliant or from Khan right. and his people. Um, well, there's a there's a whole like back and forth between yeah. the two of them, where oh, he's like, where he's like, come kill me, like just take me, like. Kirk is like, beam me aboard. You can kill me. Leave everybody else alone. That's fine. But even Montalban's like, I don't want you. I want Jen. He goes like, well, well, wait. Before, so yeah, I wanted because there's a lead up to that because they don't know that Khan's on the ship, and then right. Khan does sort of transmit himself, right? Because they they call in and they're like, tell him, you know, they shoot up, they shoot up the Enterprise, and the Enterprise is left all steamy and smoky with some injuries. There's some major injuries that happen to some of the newer crew members too. The biggest injury, which is called death, that's a huge yeah, injury. Yeah, yeah, there's some major, yeah, ir irreparable. Um, yeah. When Khan then shows himself, or Khan calls in and is like, tell them to prepare to surrender. And then they're like, who the fuck is this on this ship that wants us to surrender? What? That's when, like you said, Khan is like, hey, it's me. And I'm not just after you. I actually want right. Genesis. Kirk is like, what's Genesis? <laughs> I don't know what Genesis is. This whole thing. When he like, turns his back to the screen yeah, and he's he like, says to Spock just keep hey. nodding like I'm giving you orders <laughs> this is hilarious who what idiot would be fooled by this is crazy because he's just standing like in front of Sulu and he's like hey can you maybe get me like the plans for their ships so that like we can figure out how to take their shields down and everything oh yeah yeah just keep nodding mm -hmm, mm -hmm. <laughs> How would Khan be fooled by this at all? But it's pretty, cause, and I think even Spock, I think he might say it later, though. He says, like, um, he says something about how Khan is smart, but he doesn't know, like, he, he doesn't know everything. And, like, didn't right. Khan didn't realize that, obviously, the Enterprise would have controls, would have, like, the master control over this <laughs> ship. Um, yes. So he's kind of stalling for a minute while they figure out. It's like the VIN number on a car. They're like, get the yeah, number. Yeah, because he says, so like, know. I'll get you the Genesis codes. Yeah. It's just going to take a little he's bit like, of time. He's like, you kind of made a mess around here when you shot us up. So we're looking through our files. It just Hold it on. takes so long. You need to call. He turns around several times because Khan's like, what's taking so yeah. long? He's, he's like, like, I've set a timer. You got it. Let's, yeah. We're almost there. Give us another minute or two. <laughs> It's, it was really funny. It is. It is very good. But then they do it. They're able to, and they, right. the, the con people are frustrated. They can't control. They'll rewire our shields going down. I can't stop it. We can't stop this. We do get to look over the injuries, the death. Um, there's one in particular of the younger, the, these young students. There's well, one Scotty in particular. Like, walks up on the bridge carrying what <laughs> appears to be a corpse. He just shows up like, 
what did you do? Yeah. And then we like get a tour of the morgue or hospital or whatever this is. And there's this guy laying down yeah. and he like looks up like, did we get him? And Kirk's like, we did. And then they just cover this guy up with the sheet. And he's gone. <laughs> he's the first guy when Kirk gets on the ship in the beginning, he talks to this kid. I read that because I was like, why is this kid? Because, um, what's his name is really broken up about it. Scotty's really upset about it. I guess it's a nephew of Scotty's, but that it's not really explained. I, it's I not really explained in the movie. No, was, but this is like, he doesn't talk to any of these new recruits when he walks on, but there is this one guy who's like, Oh gee, Captain Kirk. I'm so yeah. happy that I get to serve with you. And the Mickey Mouse. Guy. Yes. But yeah. Oh, and then Kirk comes up after being at the morgue and I like it. This is when his suit thing is kind of, his flap is open <laughs> Because I, I guess that's a thing that they know. Well, you gotta air out. Like if it's a little yeah. too toasty, you gotta you know open. You gotta that open up the and... flap. Well, there's blood on the flap now. So right. We've yeah. seen some grim times. Um, now it. Well, the... they. Kirk is like, listen, hey, they're talking about this Genesis thing. This doctor was talking about Genesis. I watched this really cool film strip about it. So right. let's beam aboard this science ship. Yes. And let's get Genesis before they do. But right. they're totally too late. Yeah, they get on the ship and it's like an abandoned ship. There's a rat on the ship running <laughs> it's around. So abandoned. There are What's rats happening, there. right? And they're 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 looking around, they find some it's it's bones, it's Kirstie Alley, and it's Kirk. And they find these dead bodies. Like of like the crew members that were there, yeah, from, just yeah. like tortured almost, like and wrapped they... around a giant rolling pin. I was like, well, yeah, "What is this? What does it have to do with science? What'd you do to these?" Well, we find out then because yeah, we see this devastation of the crew members, and then there's this like box or this like I called like... it a Coke machine. It's basically oh, yeah, it they open like... a Coke machine and Chekhov's inside. Chekhov and Terrell are inside this box, and they look crazy. They're oh, like, oh like my a hundred yard stare, just yeah. like just staring beyond through Kirk outside this ship as he's yeah. talking. But they they let they again with the updates. They let right. them know that Khan was here and he tortured the people looking on the ship looking for the Genesis. And um, now this is where I started to get really fuzzy watching this movie. This is where the sleep started. Yeah. Started. Up to this point, I was like, I can totally pay attention. But then I wrote they beam themselves to somewhere where then the blonde doctors like jump out and try and attack them. Where are they? Are they like in an underground bunker or something? Yeah, they. So. All right. I also confused. Okay. So Kirk uses. Okay. I also confused. Kirk uses this like it's like a cell phone, almost like a flip phone yeah. that he calls Spock with. Right. Mm -hmm. And I thought Spock tells them, like, we can't beam you back here. Like, I thought they can't get beamed back to Enterprise oh, yet. yeah, that's it. But it's also like a total lie later for some reason. Yeah, yeah. Confusing. Cause it was very confusing because yeah. after this, I wanted Kirk to be like, wait, you could have beamed us back. Yeah, exactly. Because when I was ready two hours later, you were like on it. But right. like, when yeah, I was... maybe you could have saved this black guy's life had you beamed us back right, right away at the right time. Yeah, I feel like they were in like the 
like the storage container. Like this doctor was hiding in another part of this doctor ship. It almost looked like a mine, like a like a tunneled, like a hollowed out mine. Like you said, underground that was of some very kind. Very well lit. Yes. Yeah. And this is when the doctor's son, or I guess it's Kirk's son, kind of attacks Kirk at oh, first. Boy, spoiler. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Sorry. We, it, get, it gets spoiled right now. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, so Kirk apparently had a fling with this blonde doctor. Yes. And that kid is his kid. Does he know this? Uh, he must, because he doesn't. He does. I do like. He takes a minute when he sits down and she's like, you got to tell me what you're feeling. And he's like, well, Jesus Christ, you just told me I have a kid. This guy that I've had beef with 15 years ago is back in my life. I need reading glasses for crying out loud. I'm, I'm having a little mental crisis here, Sister Doctor I only friend. made it through one line of A Tale of Two Cities. Yeah. I got I'm lots of sure. problems right now. I'm not sure I can do much more than this. But yeah, before he has his little meltdown moment. Okay. When Terrell kills himself. Because Terrell and Chekhov say, right? Yeah, yeah. It's, they, it's kind of, it's very sad, but also super awkward and strange. Because I don't understand why this guy kills himself. I mean, I do, but I also don't. Because they're still under hypnosis. Like, they're still under Khan's control. And Khan's like, hey, shoot Kirk. And mm -hmm. so the black he's captain, got a little like, hand device right on or something that helps him like communicate with them. It's such a bizarre. Yeah, he's got like a flip thing on his arm mm -hmm. and he tells the guy to, to shoot him and mm -hmm. the guy ends up not wanting to do it and decides to shoot himself. Yeah, he has a really hard time. He, you could see he's conflicted um, because this is his captain. And now he knows. I feel like maybe the bond is stronger for him and Chekhov, which is why Chekhov can't Wasn't shoot him. Wasn't asked to shoot him? Okay, well, yes, it. and then can't. Like That's when Chekhov just kind of freaks out and the bug drops out of Chekhov's ear. Well, that's um, what I was wondering. I was like, does Montalban know that this bug is like almost done doing his work? And he's like, holy shit, we got to get these guys to kill Kirk because they're about to just fall out of their ears. But see, I think that it fell out of Chekhov's ear because Chekhov, like now that he's with Kirk, like. Oh, OK. Too powerful. So he maybe. has a new lease on life. And yes. The thing couldn't survive in his brain anymore. Because that uh, is what happens. The the one guy murders himself, and then yes. Chekhov like passes out, and a dried up bug falls out of his ear. And Kirk shoots the bug. They're all like, "What is that?" <laughs> Kirk's like, "I don't care. It's dead now." I don't care. <laughs> Just gonna shoot stuff. If something fell out of your ear, I'd shoot it. Does Kirk call Khan a cocksucker? <laughs> First of all, I wish he did. Second of all, there's no way in this in this PG rated movie. There is no way. When? What are you talking about? It would kind of be amazing. When they're in this bunker? Before or after he yells, Khan? After <laughs> After he yells, Khan! Which I love. I love. No. After he shoots the bug. <laughs> Kirk is so angry. I feel like he calls Khan a cocksucker. Oh I, I guess he God. didn't. That would be amazing. I might I have to. I wrote it down. I, wrote I might it have down. to watch it again. I would really I doubt that, but boy, yeah. I hope so. No, I think maybe he thought it would be great if he did. Um, oh man! And now, oh. <laughs> okay? so now, oh, I love this part. Now this is when they walked. 
They walk down a tunnel, and the doctor takes Kirk to look at a cool matte painting. Oh, yeah. This looks like garbage. Oh, this is Genesis. Yes. When they go to check out Genesis, it's like this, well, it's supposed to be this beautiful, like, waterfall. Right. But, but yes, it does. And they're only, they only stay on this one little patch um, of a... It, look, it looks so... I cannot... Like, it looks so ridiculous. Like, it looks so silly. And I understand there are movies... Listen, we've watched movies from 1982 and later that looked this bad. Right. But they didn't have Star Trek money behind them. Like, I was shocked when they walked out and I saw this giant painting behind them. And I was like, this is what I'm supposed to believe is well, actually there? This is just giving you the warm up to it. It's not. It's it's not the 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 full blown. You know, this is just like a little appetizer. No, no but I'm supposed to believe that that waterfall is there, and it does not look like it's actually there. So they're then after they see this, and he's like, "Oh my god, this is what Genesis can do." And she's like, "Well, it's not a whole planet, but you know, it's just a little little touch of Genesis." She makes something, some kind of comment about like, uh, "You see, I told you I could cook, or something like that." Like, <laughs> yeah, look what I can do here. Um, and I want him to be like, "Listen, it was a one night stand. We didn't talk about cooking." I don't yeah, know yeah, I don't know of. what you're this doing was here. Not yeah. me. Are you sure that that's my kid? <laughs> So suddenly they're beamed back aboard because Spock lied for some reason. I don't know. He told a fib. I don't think that Vulcans lie. He exaggerates. He says. Well, no, no, no. I know, but it's almost like I don't remember why he did this. Did the ship need more power for some reason? Like I don't understand why he didn't bring them back when he was supposed to. And now, now that all the dangers passed, he brings them back. I don't get it. Whatever. Well, wait, before he does, before he brings them back, we skipped a couple of things. First of all, we really glossed over the way he yells Khan, because that is sort of amazing. When it is fantastic. Khan I mean, is still dead set on hurting Kirk. He's like, I just don't, I don't even want Genesis. I just want to hurt you. And he, like, it's yells, so, It's so good. Like, the back and forth between these two, for not being in a scene, like you said, together. Yeah. Because these two actors... They're so over the top. Yeah, they'd play off each other nicely if they were together. Yeah, yeah. And it would it's kind of a shame that they're not mm. interacting with each other more in this movie. I mean, it really is just those couple of times. There's this, there's the time before when he's pretending to give him codes for something. Oh, yeah, and yeah, And then yeah. there's, like, later on, and that's pretty much it. They're the best parts of this movie, I think. There's I mean, some, yeah. There, you know, I people did might read something. disagree, but yeah. I read where uh, the actor that played Khan said that he did all of his lines with like the script girl, and so it was sure. kind of difficult at times for him, or not difficult because he did, like you said, I think he did a great job, and but um, he uh, it was not playing against Shatner, which is you know script girl reading the lines of Captain Kirk versus, but whatever, that's how it was done. That's movie magic for you. Yeah, and and I think that is, I mean. Again, I want them on screen together, but also I think it's a testament for the fact that, and people make fun of William Shatner's acting, and rightfully so. Rightfully so, yeah. But also I think that's a testament to the fact that these two can do it. Like, if they're not on screen together and they're both giving this as much as they are, yeah. I think that, that means they're pretty good. Well done. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Um, before they get beamed back, though, to mm-hmm. Spock, this is when Kirstie Alley asks 
she asked Kirk, like, how, how did you do it? You had to do that same thing that I did in the simulation. How did you do it? And he basically admits that he cheated the system, that he, yeah. That he's like, he's, it's almost like I broke into the video game. I changed the shit so it thinks I yeah, won. Yeah, I got a code. Yeah. Yeah, and everybody's yeah. like, you're a genius. I'm like, yeah. what? No, you're not. If that was a real situation, you'd be dead. You're not able right. to change... I but then know. we realize how he has difficulty facing death and difficulty, like, because then she brings that up later when Spock dies and says, you've never really had to deal with any kind of death before. You've avoided it. You've always cheated the system. Right. Yes. But now, <clears throat> as you said, they are back. Um, he's somehow magically able to be uh, beamed back to his ship. He's reunited with Spock and Scotty and all the rest of them. And they're, they're going to penetrate a nebula. There's some nebula penetration. I was so confused and bored at this point. There's so much happening. But it's all like space flying yes. stuff. And it's all slow and unexciting. Like, I don't know. If you want to go through the nebula stuff, you can. But It's I, beautiful. I really... It's purplish pink. And it's the Motora Nebula. I thought a nebula was like a cloud of some kind. But I, I, don't, I don't. Well, you know what? Nebulas are all. That's a Nimbus. I think is what you're oh, thinking. If you're okay. thinking of a cloud. Um, I mean, if you're, you know. In space, space can be beautiful, and that's why. Space. That's why I was. <laughs> I mean, if you're in space, got, space can be beautiful. I got really just admire the beauty around you. Kind of deep it's there. Beautiful. You can put that on a motivational poster in an office or something. If you're no, in space, I, man, it's beautiful. I mean, the space stuff looks good, and that's, again, why I was so confused by the waterfall and the trees in that cave, why it looks so bad, because the space stuff does look pretty good in this movie. Yeah, yeah, but Genesis, not so much. You're not into it. This is when Khan goes crazy. Basically. Is this when they get in their big, like, final blaster fight of two ships just shooting each other, and they blow the hell out of his ship. When Khan gets the scar, or no, he already has the scar. Oh, he's already got that scar. Yeah, I think the scar's already Don't there. Don't worry, I noticed. Yeah, <laughs> who could you not? I couldn't take my eyes off that cleavage. This is where his <laughs> ship gets blown up, and for a while he's holding his hand like this, and I was like, are his fingers missing? <laughs> It's like he's well, missing fingers. Half his face is all burnt out, <laughs> and his whole up. crew is gone, but he's still like. Mm -hmm. I fucking hate you, Kirk, you cocksucker. <laughs> Later on, I have a line. After Khan dies, and, and we'll get here in a minute. After Khan dies and Kirk leaves the bridge, mm -hmm. I don't think he said cockpit. I think he's talking to Kirstie Allen. He goes, take the cock. Like, I think that's 100% what he says because I rewound it just so I could hear it again. And that's what you hear. Well, I mean, maybe when you're captain or admiral, you don't have to say full words. You're like, no, you abbreviate everything. Yeah, everything. And her name is her name is Savic. Oh, that's all. Okay. I wrote it okay. at the end of my notes. She'll always be Christy Alley to me. Of course, so. for, to everyone. Yeah, I watched a lot of Cheers growing up. Exactly. Oh, this is when <laughs> I love it, and this must happen a lot again in Star Trek movies right. when uh, Captain Kirk is just yelling fire. 
Fire. <laughs> yep, pretty much. Fire. And we just watched the ship get blasted. Like, they're not shooting back. They're just dead no. in space. And yeah. they're blowing the hell out of this. Is this also where Kirk's son shows up with now a sweater tied around yes, his neck? Yes, he's, like, he's like, father, he's like prep I can't school, believe yeah. you killed him. Daddy, do I get to go to space school? Yeah. It is so strange. Yeah, he's got like a whole preppy look. He's, yeah, he was a doctor a minute ago. Like a tennis racket. Yeah. Yeah, it's weird. But yeah, Khan is now ordered to surrender his vessel. Right. Um, he refuses to surrender yep. the vessel. He wants to detonate Genesis. Uh, I'm going to take your word for it okay, at this point. That's, oh, this is, I don't know what's happening in this one room. That, the room that... <laughs> okay. Which room? I don't know what's happening in any room on this ship. So there's, there's all this... You know, the ship and the, the Genesis is going to go get blasted off. And I guess the way to stop it is for Spock to go in this little contained area that's filled with radiation. Yeah, uh, yeah I did not know what was happening because Spock, so nonchalant, is just like, mm, I got to go take care of a thing. I'll just go downstairs yeah. here and I'll go in this. <laughs> and room no, the doctor with tries to. everywhere. Did this very enclosed space and. The doc Bones tries to stop him. He says, "Are you out of your Vulcan mind?" Yes. Which I kind of enjoyed. And mm -hmm. then Spock does like this little, like I thought it was like the Vulcan death grip, but he does like this grab on his neck, and then the doc yeah. just kind of goes down, and then Spock goes into this like radiation chamber. Yeah. So they also during this time they like, blast this Genesis thing into a planet or something. I don't quite, and you're gonna have to explain this to me. This Maybe. is like the main I'll part of this best. movie. Yeah. What is what is Spock doing? What's happening? I... Oh, you don't know either. <laughs> okay, good. I didn't know what he was there to do. It's almost like he just hugs this, and he's like, "I'll hug it just yeah. to make sure that it doesn't explode." It's like he's ship. pushing the lid down on it what? or something. I and it's it's filled with like nobody wants to go in there. I think it's Scotty and the Doc Bones mm. that is outside yeah. of the room when when right before um spock walks into it and they're like well w we would help but we can't go in that room because we'll die because it's filled with radiation but this and is he's what like, i mean like what is what is that what's what are the consequences here because if it's just like oh that shouldn't be happening eh, let's just leave it alone and everything will be fine and i understand why nobody's going in there but also if it's like oh my god that's going to kill all of us well, shouldn't somebody go in there? But everybody's like, yeah, I don't, let's just stand back here and I'm sure everything will be fine. Which makes me wonder, is this really dangerous if you don't go in there? I mean, well, I think obviously the work that Spock did to go in there, he's like saved. Yes. No, we are meant to believe that, but I don't know that anybody spelled out what was happening in this I, scene. I, if they spelt it, I didn't read it. I needed my right, classes. Okay. I didn't get it. But yes, he does something very brave and heroic. Mm -hmm. um, I love it. I wrote this down. So Khan is still, like you said, he's in this bad cripple hand shape and <laughs> scarf sure face. And his last words are, for hate's sake, I spit my last breath at thee. He hates Captain Kirk. He hates I would him. almost guarantee you. That wasn't the script. I almost guarantee you he wrote that down the night before. And he's like, this is fantastic. I'm going like, for yeah, it. I'm go I'm he doing. improved it right there on the spot. He didn't even need to write it down the night before. He was so pissed 
um, at the script girl for messing up the lines for the 13th <laughs> yes. time when she's reading him straight off yeah. the book. He was actually just yeah. talking to the script <laughs> to her, girl. They're like, yeah. perfect, we're going to keep it. That's it. <laughs> Nailed it. P.S. Jane, you're fired. <laughs> but yeah, the, the, an explosion happens, and the Genesis, I guess, is sent off to create this beautiful glowing light, which means it's creating yeah. this land mm-hmm. somewhere else. This what it's supposed to do, right? Generate this gorgeous ecosystem. Sure. Um, now, Spock is dead. Spock is totally dead. Dead. And they put him in the coolest looking casket. This thing looks awesome. Oh, well, wait, it's wait, before like they slick. put him in the oh, casket. Oh, God, sorry. All right. Wait, we forgot how Kirk was upstairs, and now he's all excited that oh, they yeah, did yeah. it, the right. mission. But they call him down, and they're like, Kirk, you yeah. gotta, you, you don't even say it. They're like, you should come downstairs right away. <laughs> and he's like, and he's like instantly just this sad, like, my uh-huh. friend. And they do this sweet hand to yep. little plexiglass because I, I think it's the doc that's like, you know, he's basically, you know, he's dying or he's dead. Like, it's not. Right. And mm-hmm. they get to say these little final goodbyes and live long <laughs> and prosper. And uh, well, he says the, the needs of the many outweigh the needs of the few. Mm-hmm. Very mm-hmm. poignant way to go. Spock. It's beautiful. You not only it's say beautiful. the words, but you live and die by them. You too. live that's and die. Important. And he tells him, you'll always be my friend. Yeah. My friends. It's yeah. it's adorable because they don't, Vulcans don't have, I don't want to say they don't have feelings, but they don't express their no, feelings. No, they're logical thinkers. They're they very don't, yeah. logical, right, yes. Yeah. And, and not only is he, or does he have feelings at this moment, I thought it was fantastic. At his little funeral that they mm-hmm. give mm-hmm. oh yeah with the, this amazing casket yes the it is cry acting by shatner mm-hmm. and ally i mean they are both doing it really well yeah like, they are again, yeah well ally yeah. ally's lost one of her people mm-hmm. and shatner gets choked up he's given the little eulogy yeah. and he literally gets a little choked up saying how this is one of the most human souls he's ever encountered yep Mm-hmm. It's beautiful. And then the bagpipes play because, you know, Scotty, I guess. <laughs> Scotty has to do something. I assume later Kirk's like, can you stop that? Yeah, would you put the bagpipes? Like, I don't even think Vulcans have yeah, bagpipes on their the planet. You're the only yeah. Scottish person here. You're playing it at everyone's funeral. No, but it is. It's it's magical. They yes. put him in this beautiful casket that looks like the Batmobile. It's amazing. It's very they, sleek. Blast him off into the newly terraformed planet. And as you said, in number three, they're going to go have to find him there. But right. <laughs> I'd like to think they're like, what planet did we put him on? <laughs> I don't. Did anyone write the coordinates down? Space is really big. (laughs) It's really big. There happens to be a lot of space in space. It's them just recounting episode two. Like, okay, so then Khan was there. Where were we then? Was this after we went to the doctor's little planet? I think that's only if we were like on the ship would this confusion happen. They clearly have their ship ship together um if we were there we'd walk in on the funeral and be like wait what's happening here yeah i was asleep wait, why did he even this? go in that room why was he even in that room we don't even know <laughs> what was that room i was just told not to go in there i didn't know i thought it was like a jerk off room or something where like you just didn't want to stumble in on somebody 
All right. Oh, so, oh, oh, so now he um, he tosses his glasses aside too. We oh, see they're that he's broken. Like, yeah, because they're these broken. Glasses. Mm-mm, yep. Bones mm-hmm. is gonna have to make him a new pair, or maybe laser eye surgery. Maybe that exists. LASIK. Maybe he gets into LASIK. Yeah. <laughs> And he's sort of proud of his son, like they hug. Oh, yeah, yeah. The son and him have a nice moment together. His son is proud of him. His son yeah. says to him, you know, I'm actually yeah. proud to be your son. Um, and he I points hated out. You like eight hours ago. I hated you so much. Now that I saw you kind of cry for a Vulcan, I'm, I'm proud of that. He says they admit they have this whole conversation about how Kirk's never really, death has not been really introduced in his life. Um mm-hmm. In his captain's log, he notes that all is well, and sure. the doc, the the bones doc, makes sure to let them know that that really Spock is not dead as long as we remember him. Great mm-hmm. line, very moving. Yeah, and he um, reads the last line of a tale of two cities, which uh-huh. is something like "It's a far, far better thing I do." It's the same like the needs of the many outweigh the needs of the few. Not really. That's not what that book's about, but. It's along those same lines. Like, you can sure. draw parallels between parallels, those two. Parallels, yeah. And then we see the planet that he's on. Mm-hmm. And we see this casket laying amongst all sorts of trees. Like, I was ready for mm-hmm. monkeys to, like, jump down on Yeah, it yeah, something. yeah. It's a very lush and fertile planet that his casket is laying on. And that is how this movie ends. That's how it ends. I, you know what? I want to know what you thought of this because yeah. I don't know. I almost felt like you going back and forth while we were talking about and this. I feel like at ex- times you kind of liked it and at times you were bored like I was. I would have to agree. I wouldn't, I wouldn't bore. I, I went into okay. it really thinking <clears throat> to, first of all, little side note, little, I guess, bias. My husband loves this movie. Okay. So all when right. I went to watch it, it's like anything that I'm like, all right, I got to give it my full attention to figure mm-hmm. out where's the love coming from. Yeah. And then I was trying to figure out, okay, and so, and, and I'm really good because he's loved movies that we've watched that I'm like, Xanadu? The um, Explorers? Well, no, I, yeah, yeah. The Explorers? <laughs> oh, yeah, I'm sorry. Right. But watching an alien sing for 20 minutes oh, at the end yeah, of the movie, that right. was enough for But remember, me. he didn't remember the middle part. Anyway, <laughs> I know, anyway. I know. So I, know. I had to go into it thinking, all right, how, mm-hmm. and I know this is a big movie for Star Trek people, um, but I there was a lot about it that I did enjoy. I liked the little message. I liked um, the performances. I know that some of the scenery and the costumes were a little mm-hmm. hokey. It there was a little confusion there for me, probably because I don't watch the show or, right. or pay much attention to it. And I there were some of the space things that got a little long. I mm-hmm. mean, it was almost a two hour movie. So yeah, I yeah. think if you cut it down a bit, I would have been like, I loved it. But because there was some parts of it that, like you said, I kind of teetered between like, okay, what's happening? I mean, it wasn't like I was like, wow, I am watching every mm-hmm. Star Trek movie after right. this. But Don't I enjoyed worry, we it. Will. Listen, yeah, there's but we'll get three more in the 80s. We're going to at some point we'll watch through. three, five, and six. I think they're all in the 80s. We'll see. Now I'm excited to see what the third one brings. I, I like the re- too. Right? I I'm, kind I'm, of am. I, I like seeing the relationships that were uh-huh. were all here. Um, right. The con guy, even I thought it was going to be a lot. 
I thought it was going to be a lot harder to follow, actually, because you had oh, mentioned, yeah. you had texted me right after you saw it, and I could tell you weren't really, you know, you, I think you sent me a snoozy face. Yeah, I, yeah. I mean, but that I doesn't mean it's hard why. to follow. <laughs> I was just yeah. tired by yeah. it. But yeah. I, I would give it, I, I liked it. I enjoyed okay. it. Okay, all right. Yeah. I. You, okay, you know what? I think it's been a while since we've really come down on opposite sides of a movie so i'm kind of excited about this yeah yeah, yeah. i i really did not like this at all it, it strangely enough and i know i may be looking through this through rose tinted glasses let's sure. say mm -hmm. but it kind of made me long for the goofiness of four like four was so dumb they were on yeah. earth and they were just doing stupid things and like giving people the finger because they thought it was the way you greeted people yeah. like it was so silly and not that that's what I wanted this to be, but this felt like such a slog. And most of the time I was like, can somebody do something? Like, you're just wandering around a ship, talking to somebody else on a ship who's wandering around their ship. You it was, wanted more yeah, action. It was yeah. way more boring. And But I also think I went in knowing that this is a lot of people's favorite Star Trek movie and really expecting something great. And it mm. did not. It, it wasn't it. It wasn't that for you. Well, okay, yeah. you're right. We're, we differ because I didn't, I didn't dislike it as much as you did. But I could see where you would feel a little bored by some things, especially no. not being a, a Trekkie this is, guy. This is kind of fun because I almost feel like our entire summer of sequels, except for our bonus episode, on Patreon, folks. It's up there. Patreon.com slash movies. Other than that, I feel like all, all of these, we were just like, uh, no, not good, not good. Yeah. So at least you were just like, I was. okay, I can take it. Uh-huh, yes, and I can. Wow. What is All your right. recommendation? My recommendation, I, I chose another space movie, and it's something that I recently <clears throat> saw, very recently, and it's a recent movie. It's from 2018, and it's a movie called High Life. Mm. Um, it's directed by Claire Denis. This is her first um, English-language movie. Oh. And it stars uh, Juliette Binoche and Robert Pattinson. Um, it's kind. It's a really bizarre movie. It's about a bunch of criminals, and it's in the future. And they are sent off in a spaceship to explore, like, a black hole to, like, go check it out. And I don't know if they're mm -hmm. meant to just die or get sucked into it at the end or whatever, what the point of this mission is. Like, they're all criminals condemned to death. Mm -hmm. But... It's more than that because, like, sexual conduct is restricted among the prisoners on here. Mm -hmm. But the scientist, Julia Binoche, is, like, obsessed with creating a child through artificial insemination. Oh. So she, like, she starts to, like, drug people and, like, jerk off the guys while they're sleeping. Oh. And then inseminate well, she's got to get them. Yeah. And then, like, yeah. inseminate the female passengers. It's really bizarre. Oh. And then they kind of, like turn on each other and they die like one by one and it's really like do they meditative. kill each other or they die yeah, like natural causes? Certain, yeah okay. some of them kill each other some of them just die of natural causes it's very bizarre because it's meditative and it's kind of saying something at the mm. end but it's slow in a way that is good where this movie felt slow in a way that was not good to me. Gotcha. So okay. I'd say it's on Amazon Prime. It's free. Check it out. It's it's really good. It's another one of those things where I never watch any of his Twilight movies, but um, anything else I've seen Robert Pattinson in, I'm like, this guy's fantastic. You're like, <laughs> you're really enjoying great. it. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So right. that's my recommendation. What about you? 
So <clears throat> since it was um, Kirk's birthday and Spock gave him a book. Oh, it was I'm... also, sorry, we're recording oh. this on Star Trek Day. It just oh. happened. I did not do this on purpose, but that Amazing. is what's going on. Star Trek that's Day. All. Oh, that's awesome. Sorry, I didn't mean well, to throw no, it No, that's there, okay. Yeah. I, I'm going to recommend a book because, um, you know, I like to sometimes go off the beaten path. Tale so of Two I, Cities? Pop no. on pop? What could it be? <laughs> what could it be? So uh, the theme of death and of um, Kirk facing death and realizing, you know, and the whole midlife crisis thing and coming to this point in his life is what is he doing with his life? Um, it's kind of something, you know, I think we all just kind of sure dance around. So I picked up this. It's kind of a heavy book, not like physically heavy, mentally. Um <laughs> It's, it's actually f- very light. It's a coloring <laughs> it's, book. Yeah, it's actually. <laughs> it's a paperback, so it's not too. Um, it's called The Five Invitations, Discovering What Death Can Teach Us About Living Fully. It's by, I'm going to brutalize this guy's last name, Frank Osteskeski. Terrible. Whoa. Wait, if anyone there, wants to. Were there 42 it, oh, S's in that? <laughs> Osteskeski. O-S-T-A-S-E-S-K-I. Ooh, man. Okay. Exactly. I think you did a pretty good job. Yeah. Pretty good, right? Um, but he is a, um, he runs this like Zen hospice project. So he helps people. Okay. He's a Buddhist yeah. kind of uh, dude, teacher, who helps people that are transitioning over into death. And uh, okay. it's it's just, it's a, it's a neat little book. It was cool. And the, the, like I said, um, I just finished it and it's, it's, it's very meditative, and um, yeah. I enjoyed it. And it just Kirk's journey with death um, reminded me of it. So no. I thought, you know, yeah, I'll recommend a book like a nerd. I, ah. No, I love that. I feel like we should start to recommend more books, but then I'd have to read and uh, yeah, to get and into then that, that whole kinda, thing. Uh, yeah, it's easier to watch a two-hour movie. <laughs> With Robert Pattinson's in space. And I agree. And getting jerked off. <laughs> right. Yeah. Anything you can sort of hold on to that keeps your interest. All right. Well, um, folks, we're going to put a little bow, kind of, and I'll no. get to why, kind of, on the summer of sequels. We're done with August. It's over. It's just because oh, summer's sorry. over, really. Yeah. <laughs> We're done with September, I meant. Yeah. Summer is over, which means the summer sequels has ground to a halt. Oh, yeah. But. Like Gutenberg in that little RV thing that he drives on the beach, just ground to a halt when he's in. What? In that cop movie. In that cop movie. I'm sorry. From now on, you cannot say the name Gutenberg without me pointing Do you instantly go. Overalls? (laughs) And roller skates? Shirtlets, <laughs> roller skates, maybe as an ice cream cone. I can't even remember now. He should. Soft serve. Yeah. 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 Forget three men and a baby. That does not come to mind it anymore. Doesn't That's like all. a distant eighth. So, Jamie, I got to tell you, this is something I've been waiting six years for. Yikes. Since we started this podcast and we decided on every other week, I knew at some point we'd slide into the month of October and we would have three Fridays oh. where we get to talk horror movies. And it's finally, you know, no thanks to Leap Year. Right. It's finally happened. So we will be doing, and if you are a patron, we're going to be doing four horror movies for you. Woo-wee. And I'm kind of excited about this, too. I think you are excited. You know, yeah. we, 
we talked about it a lot. You weren't you weren't excited that first Halloween, but I came around that first October. Yeah, and pretty quickly yeah. too. All yeah. it took was a little lady named Angela. That's all it <laughs> took. <laughs> so. We are going to, I'm going to announce two movies because if you are a patron on Thursday, two Thursdays from the time you're listening to this, you're going to get a bonus episode and we're going to talk about one of my favorite movies ever. It is called, first of all, Jamie, do you have a feeling of Bruce Campbell? Like, do you know him? Do you know the name? Do you have any opinion on him? Okay. But you don't have an opinion on him. Mm Because I'm sure you have not seen Evil Dead 2. That's what we're going to talk no, about. No, no, I have not. It is just buckle up. You are going to have so much fun with this movie. I don't want to build it up. Okay. But if you don't, I think the podcast have to, has to end. <laughs> I think this has okay. to be over. <laughs> it's all right. I'm just but, coming, yeah. Speaking of coming to a screeching halt. That's right. <laughs> that's it. So on October 1st, our episode on Evil Dead 2 is going to come out on Patreon. Uh-huh. But let's talk about the real actual episode, which will come out the very next day. So if you're a patron, you're getting episodes back to back. But we're continuing with sequels through October. And we're going to talk about a movie called Hello, Mary Lou, Prom Night 2. Oh, the original Prom Night starred Jamie Lee Curtis. She wanted nothing to do with this sequel because, because she was a who, big she's deal not Mary Lou. Right. <laughs> and uh, we will probably have a special guest for this episode because our guest requested this. Oh, excellent. She said, I'm talking this. You're going to talk a horror sequel. This is all I want to discuss all, right. all day all long. All right. <laughs> so those are our next two episodes. Mark them on your calendar. October 1st, Evil Dead 2, if you're a patron. October 2nd, Hello, Mary Lou, Prom Night 2. Sequels, horror sequels. I'm very excited. I'm very excited about both of these. (laughs) All right, folks. Anyway, we will talk to you again in two weeks when we discuss Hello, Mary Lou, Prom Night 2, the first of three, possibly four, depending on how much money you give us. (laughs) And by how much, I mean, do you give us any? Because you can get this stuff. Uh, We will talk about Prom Night 2. Until then, have a great two. On to the final frontier. Live long and prosper.
Okay. We, we talk about Boner a lot on this podcast, by the way. We really do. Who knew the summer sequels would be so Boner-centric? 